0: Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Soberlink. The Soberlink system is designed to make parenting time safer with real-time remote alcohol monitoring. Soberlink uniquely combines a breathalyzer with wireless connectivity and is the only system that includes facial recognition, tamper detection, and advanced reporting. Parents can submit a test anytime, anywhere, and have test results delivered automatically to the concerned parties. Simplify co-parenting arrangements by using the system that provides transparency and proof of sobriety throughout the day. Join the thousands of parents who are already benefiting from Soberlink by visiting www.soberlink.com family-law. For a limited time, get an exclusive $50 off your device by emailing info at Soberlink.com and mentioning Divorce and Beyond. Coming up on today's episode of the Divorce and Beyond podcast.
1: And I love the lemons into lemonade concept because that's really what life is all about. You can sit there with the bitterness and be miserable or you can find a way to make lemonade. And why not do that? Hello and
0: welcome to the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host. As a top divorce attorney and family law mediator for 30 years, I know what you need to know to get through your divorce and most importantly, how to move beyond it to thrive and transition to your new future. My experts and I are here to give you the insider view into the process. So listen in for the wisdom and expert information you need on your journey through divorce and beyond. Hello, and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host, and today is a special day on Divorce and Beyond, because I am joined by my friend, Michelle dempsey Multak. Now, I probably do not have to introduce her, but I'm going to. Um, she, Michelle is a writer. She's a coach. She is a certified divorce specialist, and we're going to talk about that. And she's the host of one of my favorite, not really divorce necessarily, podcasts. But you know, women helping women podcast—I'm going to call it—or just really a podcast that you want to listen to if you want to have a little fun and learn something in your day. It's called Mom's Moving On Podcast. Um, but Michelle's a divorced mom herself, uh, and we'll talk a little bit about that. But her her. Passion in life is helping other women move on through the divorce process and really much like I believe, you know, get beyond it because she knows that divorce is, as I always say, just that finite period of time, although it can feel like forever when you're going through it and I love her phrase she likes to to help people turn their divorce lemons into lemonade so we're going to be talking today with Michelle and I just want to thank you for taking the time today to join us Michelle thank you
1: that was the most beautiful introduction and I love being in the hot seat now because I'm usually in your role so this is fun to do this little role reversal and um you are, you also need no introduction. And I love that we're in this space together because I have learned so much from you and to anybody listening. Um, I would like to credit Susan with really pushing me into my own podcast space and into some of the things I've been doing now, because it was her confidence in me that, you know, really inspired me. And yes, I do love helping women and I love the lemons into lemonade concept because that's really what life is all about you can sit there with the bitterness and be miserable or you can find a way to make lemonade and why not do that
0: yeah. Well, and uh, that you have that attitude is what I've always loved about you. Um, you you caught my attention, I think it's about two years ago. Um, and for those of you, I think everyone's following you on Instagram or Facebook, but if you're not, everyone go to Instagram, go to Facebook, follow Michelle. Um, that's where I found Michelle was on Instagram and her posts, your posts. I mean, you just Put it out there. You have a way, and I hear this from women all the time you have a way of being able to distill all the tangled, multifaceted crazy emotions of divorce and change and trauma and fear and all the things that people are going through and translate those into you know quick punchy little um bite-sized components in an Instagram post but you're also incredibly positive incredibly helpful and and I think that is what has made you really popular and and have such a a, a devoted following on all of your mediums, and why I knew you were going to be an amazing podcast host
1: thank you i You know what I love it. I think moving into this podcast space, I started the podcast before I became a coach or a certified divorce specialist, and so, like you, I was inviting on other divorce experts, therapists, mediators, lawyers, um, celebrities who have been through it, anybody who can speak to. Helping my audience through a particular moment in, t- in the divorce, whether it's figuring out the best co-parenting plan or how do I unstuck myself, you know, it's it's all of those things that, like you said, it's the fear, it's the it's the heaviness, the the burden that you carry as you're you're facing this life change. That women start to feel, oh my god, am I going to feel like this forever? And it's not hard to feel that way, and it's also not easy to get out of that mindset. So that's why I sort of put the focus on the other side and coming through it. And yes, you're going to feel like this, but no, it's not forever. And I think that's really key for women to hear. And of course, I learned all of this from my own experience.
0: Well, and that's the key component, I think, here. You are not, or you didn't set out in life to become a divorce specialist, to be no. living in a world focused on divorce. I didn't either, you know. Right. Law, I didn't go to law school to be a divorce attorney. It's where I ended up. And it is your divorce um, that that I think sort of brought you to this space, which is not an uncommon situation for those of us who are in the divorce space. But you called your divorce, I think the word you use. Was horrific. Um, and, you know, so I th- maybe it would help people to know what about your divorce caught you up in that process, made you feel, you know, whatever you felt. Why don't you tell us about it?
1: So the word is actually horrendous. And the reason why I found it horrendous and also more why I'm in the space that I'm in now is because I'm a child of divorce and not just any divorce. Um, I was eight years old when my parents split. My father, typical narcissistic, sociopathic, I did no wrong, even though he was living a double life with somebody else for years and had women all over the Tri-County area that he would braid me around to on weekends. And it just, my my parents' divorce, I was eight when it started, I was graduating high school when it finished. So my entire memories of childhood was this battle that was not just back and forth in negotiations. It was motions, you know, emergency motions every couple of months over nothing. It was my father sending in, you know, police officers to a family breakfast to, you know, arrest my grandmother because he insisted that she was uh, poisoning us with, with stories about him. It was hell. So then I get to my own marriage where I essentially put myself in the same situation my mom was in. My my ex-husband is by no means half as bad as my father was, but the, I was in a situation that wasn't going to work out. That was the bottom line. And I was going to get divorced also. And so all of these memories of my childhood started flooding back to me. Like, holy crap, did I just rewrite history? Did I just do that? I did that. I'm responsible for that. This is on me. So I became like dead set focused on making sure it didn't end up the same way. And that meant in the in the marriage before it even ended, it was focusing on the future, looking past it. How am I going to make this better? How am I going to make me better? Right. So I had all I came into my divorce rife with divorce experience, and it really helped me. Uh, you know, all of these stories of daddy issues and not having a father who loves you, and all the traumas of your childhood. Those are essentially what set you up to be strong and deal with things such as horrendous divorces in your life and. For the first time, I found value in my childhood, and that's where I found value in taking the negative and turning it positive, because I could never have navigated my own divorce as confidently and positively as I did if I hadn't lived it and seen my mom go through it with grace and class for endless amounts of time. So it was horrendous to me, and I use that word because I couldn't believe I was putting my daughter in the situation that I was in but that's where it became a choice. Does it drag out in court like it did for my mom and like I had to witness? Or do I make this the most positive part of life for her? Do I foster this relationship with her dad? Do I get on his ass to make him be the best girl dad to the point now where he's letting her, you know, put makeup on him too? You know, it was, I, I was determined to fight every battle I could to make this divorce the best thing possible for all of us
0: it's so fascinating to me that you took your childhood experience and were able to in the moment of going through your own divorce use that experience to look forward instead of to look backward i you know i have to applaud you for the strength of will to do that and just the Ability to see that as a pathway because, you know, I hear from children of divorce all the time. I I am personally not a child of divorce, but many of my friends, colleagues, um, you know, clients, uh, people I talk to on my podcast are. And often, you know, unfortunately, the negative experience of a parent's divorce will cast a long and negative shadow on their own divorce. So I, it sounds like one of the first things that was able to help you through your divorce was being able to sort of t- turn the lemonade, lemons of your parents' divorce into the lemonade of your divorce.
1: Well, yeah, and I'll tell you what, a big part of the reason why my marriage didn't work out was me. And I'm fine to say that. It was all of my undealt with crap from my childhood followed me into this marriage. and came to light, you know, when you're with somebody who's not right for you. You're either with somebody who magnifies all the good in you or all the bad in you. And so I was now faced with a mirror and all of my bad was like we all have parts of us that need work. All of that was magnified in this marriage. And then I gave birth to this little girl and I'm like, "Oh hell no. I can't like I have an example to set and I have I have, you know, somebody who's going to need to look up to me and see good and strength and all of the the things I would want her to be. So that's where I really found my ability to turn the lemons into lemonade or my motivation, I should say. But, you know, I couldn't be the person I was without having been with my ex-husband to magnify all these parts of me that needed changing. And I couldn't be the person that I am to other people. Now, I couldn't offer the insight and the help without having had my own nightmare of an upbringing And I wrote an an article years ago, one of my first articles for Huffington Post was why daddy issues aren't a bad thing. Because my ex would always throw my daddy issues into my face. Oh, you're like this because your dad didn't love you. And you have trust issues because of your dad and da, da, da. Yes, but I also love hard and fierce because I didn't receive the love I needed when I was a kid. I am resilient and adaptable as hell. Things don't hurt me the way they hurt other people. Because when you receive rejection from your own parents, nothing hurts after that, you know, I mean, so I was able to frame all of these horrible things that people pointed out to me as being daddy issues into reasons why I was actually good and worthy and strong and successful.
0: Well, and that's, I mean, you have truly shifted from. It, it, your your divorce does not define you, I would say no. you you are very open about the experience you've just been telling us about it and about your childhood experience uh, but there's not an ounce of bitterness in you and and when you do speak about your former spouse or about the process of divorce um or anything really around this, you're very positive in a way that still acknowledges the difficulty of everything that people are going through. And there is really, truly, I think, your gift um, that people so—that resonates so with all of your followers. And you have, you know, a myriad of followers. But the thing that I do hear from people day in and day out is they feel so alone in that Mm -hmm. moment, and then they see something you wrote, hear something you said, that they just go, oh my God, that's what I'm feeling right now. But there's always that positive spin on it. You're going to come out of this, honey. It's going to, you know, you're going to get through this. Um, And I think that that's a critical part for people because- Unlike you, most people, or many people anyway, when I see it, do do sort of get caught in that space and of the divorce, feeling like that moment in time is going to be the rest of their lives. They right. can't see beyond it.
1: And it's sad because, you know, I always liken it to, I was just writing something about, you know, when you lose your job, right? Which happens. We're in a society where the economy is always changing we're now in a pandemic, you're, you know, disposable at at, at a place of employment. When you lose your job, do you go home, you know, have a nervous breakdown, get under the covers and vow to never work again? No, you, you get up and you polish your resume and you go out and you find a new job. And so divorce is the same thing for me. Like it's another thing that didn't work out. If not everything is going to work out in your life. So what do you do? You know, if you lose your job, you think about why did I lose this job? Was was I a terrible employee? Was I late all the time? Did I not give any effort? Was it just no passion for me in this job? Do I need to find something that sparks more passion in me? Yeah. So that's what I'm going to go out and do. It's the same with divorce. Yes. It's breaking up a family and that sucks, but sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it forces two people to independently be better versions of themselves for their kids. Like in my situation. Sometimes it shows you what you need to learn about yourself so that you can be better moving on. And and that's where the perspective is for me and why I want to push that onto everybody because society will tell you that divorce is terrible and you wear this scarlet letter D now. And you should yeah. just, you know, put that D on your chest and and hang your head and go through life. I I disagree. I, I think there's much worse things that can happen to you in your life that are much more definable than divorce. Divorce is, like you say, an opportunity, and you share that too. And people look to you for that insight and perspective also, because it's another bump in the road where you can pick yourself up, dust yourself off and keep going.
0: Yeah, that's always been, you know, my perspective and and the one I've lived myself. As my listeners know, I've also been through divorce myself. I'm married to a divorced father of triplets. Uh, And and so I've seen it as you've seen that, you know, once you are able to move beyond the process of divorce, that's what divorce is. It's a process of unentangling your life or redefining, reorganizing your life and your family. But then you get to move on and create that new future and you said that earlier that when you were going through your divorce you made that choice to look forward not backward and i do think that that is a key factor in you know we'll call it moving on from divorce um, if you if you are looking backward that that past and and that wallowing in what went wrong i you know that is going to be an anchor holding you moving on but if you're able to look forward even if you don't know what's there yet it's your ability to create it think about what you want I that's one of my big keys is you get this is almost one of those times in life and we get so few of them where we get to sort of start making a few choices about what we might like to see in our future
1: absolutely and then that's when the realization comes that oh you know what Even if he left you high and dry, you start to realize, you know, I don't think he was the best partner for me. I didn't like the way he felt about these values of mine. Or I don't like the fact that on Sundays, he completely checked out of fatherhood and marriage because football was on. Whatever it is, like that's when you start to realize, oh, this isn't about me losing and I I ended up here. It's about, okay, let's be real about this. It wasn't perfect. And now maybe I can find something more perfect. And I think I'm also very driven by the women that I meet and come across who hang on to this anger for their exes and just use it year after year, battle after battle, child issue after child issue, just to like throw that spite back at them. But then what they don't realize is they're, you know, holding on to anger is like drinking poison, and expecting the other person to die. I do not yes. want to be that Bitter Betty like that. I see that all the time and I'm so motivated to not be that.
0: I love the Bitter Betty. So (laughs) don't be a Bitter Betty. Don't be a Bitter Betty. I'd like to take a moment now to talk to my mediation colleagues. As many of us are facing the inability to continue our in-person mediation and dispute resolution practices, I want you to know there's an alternative option. Many of you do know that I have a fully online mediation and coaching practice and for more than two years I've actually been training other professionals in how to conduct their mediations online through my Learn to Mediate online program. I've always said that the future of mediation and dispute resolution is online and now honestly that future is here. In my two-hour training program, you'll learn the basics of conducting your mediations through an online video conferencing platform, and I'll cover the practical and ethical considerations that you need to know to do it well. Right now, we also have several webinars scheduled, and we offer one-on-one and group trainings by appointment. I've reduced the cost of the webinars to only $299 so that as many of you as possible have access. So go to www.learntomediateonline.com to find out more and register today. Stay tuned for more from Susan and her guest, Michelle Dempsey-Maltak, with more straight talk to help you move on from your divorce.
1: She has decided that she's, she's just not going to sit there and be that mess anymore. And she, I said, well, what sparked this change in you? She's like, I just don't want my kids to see me like this. And I'm like, that's it. That's all it takes sometimes. That's it. Be who you want your kids to be because there's no, there's no better motivating factor than that.
0: If you are enjoying this episode, check out How to Have the Talk. Telling your kids about divorce with parenting specialist, Christina McGee. Divorce is lifelong. It becomes part of your children's story. It becomes part of their lives. And as their lives change and unfold, different things are going to come up for them, you know. Um, And they're going to have different questions and different things are going to occur. And families are going to change. And all throughout that process, you want to keep the conversation going. And now we return to today's show. absolutely true and and certainly as a divorce attorney especially when i was a litigator i saw that and actually participated in that because often bitter betty would trot back into her divorce attorney's office and want to file another motion over you know he did this he looked at me funny he didn't pay the ten dollars he was supposed to pay toward that and it almost becomes a defining sort of, um, uh, you know, element in someone's life that, that, it, and I think it goes to that victim role, right? It's the other person's fault. He was an asshole. He was a jerk. Um, and I'm saying he, but, you know, I, I have male and female listeners and, and it can be she was, she was this or she was that. Um, and there's really, I always say, there's no power in that. Being a victim is the least powerful place you can, and you put yourself there.
1: It's giving all of your power to somebody else and they don't even know they have it. And you're just sitting there powerless. You know, all of your why goes to this person that you don't even love or like anymore. And it's, I don't like to see that. And so that's really where my passion comes from is A, showing people that there's a different way to look at this and B, you know, your children deserve a mom who is not sitting there in pity for herself. The best lessons, you know, I have a client right now who the first time she came to me, and, and she, she she's earned a place in my heart forever, I got to tell you, because the first time she came to me, she sat on her porch, hair disheveled, hysterical crying, couldn't, I'm a mess and I hate my life. We're, you know, now two months into the process and she independently, I mean, she's got no support from her ex-husband. She's got kids to raise. She independently put in for a promotion at work. She independently decided to re-enroll in college and go for another degree, like she has decided that she's, she's just not going to sit there and be that mess anymore. And I said, well, what sparked this change in you? She's like, I just don't want my kids to see me like this. And I'm like, that's it. That's all it takes. Sometimes that's it. Be who you want your kids to be, because there's no, there's no better motivating factor than that.
0: Well, and you've talked about that before we have had this conversation, but I think it's a very powerful message You, when you got divorced, and then you have so you have this history of your parents' divorce, you have your divorce, but when that you are now remarried very happily, you have a lovely husband who, by the way, happens to be a family court judge, which I find just you know, talk about the universe. Um, Yeah. yeah, who's he's absolutely you know, gorgeous, wonderful, fabulous. Nobody's perfect, but I'm he seems pretty close to it. And you told me once. You knew you'd get remarried. You I knew. knew you'd move on. There, let's go to mom's moving on. And a lot of the reason for that was you wanted to model a positive relationship for your daughter.
1: I was desperate to do that, actually. Not in the sense that I was just going to marry anybody, because I knew that it took really being careful this time instead of just settling to get married. Um, I had never had an example of a positive relationship in my life. I just didn't. And you know, my my mom's parents are divorced. Um, my parents are divorced, and now here I am, divorced. And I was like, "Well, you know, they say trauma repeats itself through generations." I wasn't going to do that. So I knew very quickly into my relationship with my ex husband that while I loved him and we were we created this awesome little life together, we were in no ways a match. We were completely on lines in our values, thoughts, beliefs. Um, hustle, all of it. And I, I knew, I knew from a very early age, I'll tell you that everything I had been through in my childhood, which was ugly beyond words, I was one day going to reap the benefits. Uh, I was going to be rewarded. I knew that. I knew that. I don't know what made me know that because I'm not like this, like positivity, like woo-woo universe person. I'm not. It was more just a knowing that like all of this was for a reason. And one day I'd know why. And so in my marriage, when I was unhappy and felt unfulfilled, I was like, okay, you know, I'm learning about me. I'm fixing me. I am going to find my person. I know I am. I know he's out there. Like I've said it to you. And that was the topic of our first podcast. I wasn't done with love yet. I wasn't going to not be loved the way I deserve to be. I like, excuse me, I deserve to be loved. And I knew that. And I feel the same way for every single woman, because there's something you learn about yourself when things don't work out that all of a sudden make you feel, you know, you feel this despair and I wasn't good enough when in, in reality it's this relationship wasn't good enough. It's not you. And there is good enough waiting for you yet. And so I felt very clear on that. And when I met my husband, when I met Spencer, who was, he basically is perfect. Um, <laughs> I'm not, so he has to deal with me. I'm the lucky one. But um, it was like a, this knowing, like, oh, this is what it was all for. Yeah, for sure, because he is my perfect partner. We are completely aligned in our values, thoughts, beliefs, desires, wants, level of hustle, the way we support each other. And that's just what I have been gearing up for my whole life.
0: Well, it, it's, it reminds me of what I say about my second husband my current relationship I have a close I always think of him as close to perfect second husband as well and I've always said that if I had not gone through my first marriage which had some major downfalls I will say I might not have recognized all of the fantastic qualities that my current husband has because they're the quiet he's loyal, he's true, he's kind, you know, all of these things that weren't the flashiness of my first relationships. And, uh, you know, but it's exactly what you say. This is, this is the one that lasts. And I might never have found this without having gone through the travails of my first relationship. So I value that relationship, even though it wasn't the right.
1: one. Absolutely. Listen, I, I, as much as i want to strangle my ex sometimes i i love him in many different in, in a very different way obviously because he gave me my daughter and because as much as he you know will say that he doesn't like uh, the fact that we got divorced or this and that i love that we had to have that happen and i love him for that because he brought out the worst in me which then led me to find the best in me but i want to be very clear about something When I talk about moms moving on and I talk about coming out the other side of your divorce and getting through it, in no way, shape, or form do I think remarriage should be your end goal. The whole point is to be so damn happy within yourself that if you get remarried, it's a bonus. Like, I knew I wanted it, but I'll be very clear that when I closed the door on my ex for the last time, literally, and head back up the stairs of my new little townhouse with Bella, I was... Simply in my bliss, just being, feeling free, knowing that I was going to reinvent and recreate myself, knowing that I was going to wake up the next morning with Bella and have a little dance party and not worry about waking anybody up. You know, like I was so very happy just being and finally so secure in myself that meeting Spencer was really just the bonus. It should never be the end game for any woman. I got to get out of this marriage to meet my happily ever after. No, that'll come if you do the work within yourself and you become your happily ever after. Because if you're not, nobody is going to fulfill you, and you'll always end up codependent.
0: Well, if you're, I, I'm so happy you said that, and, and because that is truly a critical message out of this. If you are looking for your happiness in someone else, you are never going to be happy. Ever happiness ever. is really an inside game. Um, and I, I get, and that. I
1: get the anxiety, Susan, because I hear it from every client. Will I die alone? I don't know. It's up to you. What does alone look like to you? You know. You can you can die with somebody having been in your life, but did they fulfill you? Did they, you know, was it the right person for you? Or is it just the notion of having somebody there that matters to you? So no, you're probably not gonna die alone after divorce, but if that's what you're fixating on, it's all the wrong things to think about.
0: Yeah, and, and unfortunately, societally, you know, we've been programmed for such, a, I mean, centuries that, you know, women need to find a man. We need to be married. Our value is in that relationship as opposed to our value being in ourselves and being an internal thing. And and that's another actual gift that I, my first marriage gave to me um, because I, I've said this before on, on other shows. I think I turned 30. And society said, oh, well, you're 30. It's about time to be getting married, old lady. And I looked over and I'm like, oh, well, you're who I'm dating right now. You must be who I'm supposed to marry. And, you know, step step mistake number one. First of all, there's no time you have to get married. So mistake number two, you don't just look over and say, well, you must be the right person. And that's the other gift that I learned. But I also would say the deeper gift is that I learned that I can be on my own, um, that I could find happiness in myself. And that's one of the things that makes my current relationship successful. Exactly. Because I don't need it to be happy.
1: Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's so funny. In my in my first marriage, I was like, I, I never wanted him to go anywhere or do anything. I, 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 I always wanted him with me because I guess I didn't trust him. And Now in this marriage, like we both thank each other all the time. Like my husband will say, thank you for letting me be me. I'm like, thank you for letting me just spend the night by myself in the bedroom watching whatever, like we're, we're comfortable and secure enough with ourselves and each other to be able to just like independently be happy and then find ourselves at the end of that and, and celebrate that together. And that's critical. So I never, ever, ever, you know, I was, I was speaking to a um, a literary agent who said, you know, you need to write a book on finding love again after divorce. And I'm like, I don't know that I do. I think, you know, for me, the, the beauty is getting through the process and recognizing your own strength so that no matter where you end up, it's beautiful.
0: I, I love that. And and that's so much a part of your message day in and day out that you put out amongst your, you know, your different sayings and all. And I know one thing I want to make sure that we talk about is because you're starting a community yes. for moms moving on. So I definitely want to talk about that because I think the power of Michelle Dempsey is that community feeling. You've given people a place, a home, uh, a a nest, uh, a source of comfort, and your community is going to take that to the next level. So can you tell people how they can join and just what the goals are and what you're going to be doing with people?
1: Sure. So you said it earlier, when you're going through this process, you feel alone. And I have, and I write about this all the time, amazing friends who love me and support me. But when you don't have people who are going through what you're going through with divorce, and especially easing into co-parenting and this notion of, oh, I grew this baby in my body and know what all of her cries mean, her sneezes, her blinks, her, you know, stomach gurglings. And now I have to hand this baby off to somebody for a percentage of their lives. Holy crap. There is nobody in the world who can understand that like somebody else who's been through it. So I started doing these group coaching workshops a couple of months ago. And within each group, we would form a chat on WhatsApp. And so for the whole month, we'd all be chiming in every day, uplifting each other, sharing things. And I realized that there was... These women would come out of these groups and no matter what they were learning or what the focus was for them, the best part was finding their people. And I think this is key. You need your people going through divorce, even if you only know them through Instagram chat or group messages and you see them on Zoom once in a while. So this is where the idea for the community was born. It was also born from the fact that people come to me all the time. I I sit up awake at night answering hundreds of DMs about co-parenting life after divorce, um, self-worth, I don't feel worthy, dating after divorce, finding confidence in myself. So I've, I've now created a, a space where when you become a member, you're going to log into this platform and there are going to be sections for whatever it is you're struggling with in that moment about you know uplifting you or giving you advice from real experts like yourself, like podcast guests we've had on that, that the listeners just loved from me. Um, this is a great opportunity for people who not only want a community but could use some coaching and can't afford it because we're going to be doing monthly webinars at no extra cost, just the cost of the membership, which is $29.99 a month right now for endless resources and opportunities to connect with me and other people. Um, So that's that's really what it's all about. Um, There are actionable steps to take. There's worksheets. There's downloadable guides. There's so many resources that I've spent the last few months compiling and I'm really excited for people to be able to dig into that. There's even, um, I had a group workshop on confidence where I shared with them like my wake up and feel sexy playlist. And so I there's a playlist. There's, there's everything. And then there's my corner of favorites and all the things that keep me motivated and what I do to feel good, whether it's my fitness routine or my, my unwind routine. There's just so much there. And I'm so excited to share it with everybody. So
0: how can people
1: join? momsmovingon.com. You'll see on the nav bar, there is a become a member um, button on the nav bar and you click that and you sign up. Right now we are compiling, we have a waiting list. So when we launch on September 15th, um, everybody who has joined the waiting list will be locked in at the $29.99 founding member price. That price will jump up once we launch. And so if you're listening to this before the 15th, make sure you get on that list.
0: And definitely, I just want people to know where can they find the podcast, find out more about you, and definitely your coaching services as well, Michelle.
1: Yeah, so the podcast is um, basically everywhere you can listen to a podcast. If you're an iTunes listener, it's on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, everywhere it's called Moms New- Moving On, Navigating Divorce, Co-Parenting, and Single Motherhood. Um, we've got great episodes in the bank and great ones coming up. I'll say one of our more popular episodes was talking about your best settlement with you. Um, you know, how do I know when it's time to move on with Tanya Zuckerbrot? We've had Leah from the Real Housewives of New York come on and talk about her co-parenting journey. So we've we've had a whole array of great guests. Um, and coaching, you can inquire on my website. I do individual one-on-one coaching and I do group workshops. And I'll tell you that both are just equally as transformative. You know, the group workshops are more affordable for sure. But I I love them just the same as doing the one on one work. So there's something for everybody. And if you can't do any of that, just follow me on Instagram. I'm always going to respond to my DMs and give you a little piece of advice or encouragement because I feel that everybody deserves that.
0: Yeah, I don't know how you do it, but Michelle answers every single. DM well, you're looking she at me asks. right now.
1: You see what yeah. I look like? I'm <laughs> way overdue for some Botox and a facial. Thank you, quarantine. I'm tired, but it's like such a good passionate you know nothing makes me feel better than giving and can it deplete me sometimes sure but it's all for a good cause
0: well that's i always believe at our core we want to help others yes and, and that is what you do every day so thank you thank this you so it's going to help people thank you